0: Welcome back, listeners. Welcome to Proactive, the podcast where we dive deep into the realms of productivity. Once again, this is not a podcast about just being productive in business or achievement. Our hosts, Dr. Tina, Richie, and Arthur, and our guests each week are here to provide you with tips, strategies, and insights to supercharge your best life. Proactive is all about being productive mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. If you are ready to produce your best life and balance being with doing, please hit the subscribe button and get proactive. And now let's welcome today's guest. We have Julia Giuliani with us. And let me tell you about Julia. I met Julia several years ago because she's an amazing photographer. She literally provides transformational experiences for people, men and now women as well, and helps them face the camera. She helps them feel beautiful, sensual, sexual, and empowered. She has a photography studio in New York. We'll provide it in the show notes. But more than a photographer, Julia is just a Renaissance woman, is what I would call her. An immigrant from Russia. She's she's majored in psychology. She's got a PhD in, I think it's physics. She'll tell us about it. She's an educator. She teaches how to feel confident in front of the camera and in life, and today she's here willing to share her tips and her tools and her strategies about how she keeps designing and transforming her life and helping others transform theirs. So welcome to the podcast, and she even has her own podcast, so you can listen to her later as well. So I'm so excited to see you again and welcome you. How are you?
1: Wow, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed with all these descriptions. <laughs> yeah, you're an amazing woman. Amazing! I woman. want to meet this woman.
0: <laughs> so yeah. tell us a little bit about your journey. Let's just start a little bit about, you know, you're an
1: immigrant. Tell us a little bit about yes. making yes. the
0: decision even to pick up and come to America.
1: Mm-hmm. So, actually, uh, it was a long time ago. So, I live in United States many more years than I lived in Russia as mm-hmm. of now. So, But I still consider myself Russian. I'm keeping that part with me forever mm-hmm. <laughs> and adopting everything the best here. So, I am definitely a combination of all. And I also travel a lot. So, I pick up from different culture and I love this so yes i am i think i'm citizen of the world i should say uh so i came here with my husband at the time uh a long time ago 1994. um i actually didn't come to united states to come to united states i actually run from russia because yeah. at that time it was super super difficult time for all of uh the people in russia Mafia, um, killings on the street, super, super dangerous. So we, um, even though you make good money, uh, good living there, but it's super dangerous. You never know um, when you're going to wake up, <laughs> what's going to happen with your car the next day. Um, your apartment is robbed, your business is taken. So super dangerous. So that's why we decided we need to run somewhere. And we had a friend. Here in New York, so it was kind of a logical thing to do to come here. And once we come here, we realize this is our country for sure. This is our country. So many possibilities, so many options, so much we can grow here and feel safe. So we like we definitely staying here. We're not coming back. <laughs> so that's how it happened. So coming, uh, the the first thing was very difficult to adjust that i was in russia somebody and when i came here i was nobody mm-hmm. first okay. of all uh not so much language just basic uh, counting till hundreds and what's your name that that's a couple of phrases uh so the um and also also that there I had money, I had position, I had respect, I have friends, I have relatives, everything. Here I am absolutely nothing. My first job was working in a deli uh, and, and, and as a babysitter. So for me, it was extremely difficult to become a service person after being a boss. Mm-hmm. and uh, being independent all my life and, and doing my own business in Russia and then becoming here and transforming to somebody different. <laughs> so that that was difficult. Um, the next year, my husband got into car accident and into a coma. Oh, my God. The, he was two weeks in a coma, and everybody told me uh, he probably not going to survive. So imagine I am the only one in a country. I have one friend here. My husband is in a coma. Um, I have no idea what doctors telling me and what documents I'm signing because of limited English. It's so uh, super stressful, <laughs> yes. So he survived, He um, he lived. Then he was on wheelchair for probably six months. Then we learned to walk yeah super difficult the beginning was exciting
0: (laughs) yeah so I want to ask you how did you manage right to ride the roller coaster of you know you're a child in Russia you're growing up you're groomed to be something and you became a boss right so you're like trajectory of life is going up and then you see everything around you and you're like "Uh uh-uh it's going down everything around me is going down I got to get out And then you're here and you're kind of at the bottom and then you, you can't go any lower and then you can, because the husband gets hurt and you, you've turned your life around. Right. So, so what are like, you got a lot of strategies to keep going. That's (laughs) a lot of foreshadowing of all the transformation you've done in your life. You just keep, you keep going and you keep getting bigger and bigger and better and better. So, so how do you keep going through the bottom like that?
1: So it's it's actually pretty simple. When you have no other choice, you take in the choice that you have and you mm. figure out you have to survive, then you have to survive and figure out how. Um, also, I have a phrase that I use all the time with everybody and everything. Uh, you work with what you have. Mm. Uh-huh. Yes, I want something else. Yes, I'm dreaming about something bigger and better. But uh, what I have now, what I have today, I'm going to make it the best. And for the future and work for the future. Yeah, yes. so, you know,
0: I invite our listeners to let that sink in. Because in my, in my language, that's living in gratitude.
1: Yeah, gratitude absolutely. And the absolutely.
0: magic of, there are a lot of people who instead live in victimhood.
1: Oh, uh, yes, yes. And you Um, you did it. Yeah, there was another step we're going to talk about. What you're saying and what what my position in life uh, that, of course, yes, when it's a sad moment, I'm going to cry. Maybe drink a bottle of wine to make it easier. Okay. (laughs) I feel sorry for myself. Absolutely, yes. There is a time for that. And you have to kind of be in that moment. Uh, But then you wake up in the morning and you kick yourself and you you start moving yeah and you start seeing the best in in this moment and you're going to use this exact moment to take the best out of it and keep moving absolutely
0: positive outlook and and yeah you're moving your energy through all those emotions you're feeling them you're not denying them Mm -hmm. and then Uh, you're not letting them define you
1: yes remember real estate crash in the united states Oh, my God, how much money we lost. Uh, of course, after the car accident, then there was a education and college. We can talk about that. And then many years passed and we worked in real estate together. We bought so many properties. We lived our best life again. Beautiful cars, lots of money. Well, and kind of many people did that during the 2000s. And then real estate crash happened. And of course... Most of the country lost their money. We included everything, absolutely everything. But then again, a lot of people jump from the bridge and kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, there is a desperate moment, but for me, I think life is so great. It doesn't worth ending your life because of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd rather go back on the street Done to kill myself. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense for me. Absolutely not.
0: Beautiful. So I want my life.
1: Yeah, and you I maintain have that
0: gratitude for just being alive and waking up, and mm-hmm. and tomorrow's another day to dream bigger yet again. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. That's so important, to yeah. people.
1: And the more you go through this kind of points and situations, the stronger you become.
0: Mm. Yeah. Very true. The what doesn't kill you keeps makes you stronger, right? Oh, definitely, percent. <laughs> and and you know, we learn from nature. And I was so amazed when I read about the trees, the the redwood trees, but any trees, when they were they're doing science for how we can move and live on Mars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And trees grow to a limited height, and then they fall over in this controlled environment that they're recreating of like. Let's, what is life on Mars going to be like? And -hmm. they couldn't get the trees to grow strong and tall. And what they had to do was actually add weather and wind. Uh, That's the stress for trees. Yes. Right. We need to, we need to, and like the cypress and the cedar, you have to flow. You have to be strong and sturdy, but you also have to flow. And the redwood trees in the sequoias, which grow the tallest in at least this country, if not around the Mm -hmm. world. Their roots aren't deep, they're lateral. Mm-hmm. So they they actually hold each other up. Mm-hmm. It's a team sport. Life is a team sport and all the trees get the, the, the tallest trees are the ones who actually help out everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and it's, out? The same, it's the same thing about uh, the healthier food. Yeah. Uh, the vegetable, for example, the brighter the vegetable, the stronger it is. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, that's true. And
1: in grapes, too, the harsher the environment of the grape, where the grape grows, the better it's for your health. Yeah, there's, they've done studies. About, yes, we're all talking about resveratrol, Dr. Sinclair, which I follow. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's amazing. So, yes, and he said the the harsher the environment, the, the better the nutrients.
0: Yeah, they're doing studies on the, the conventionally grown tomatoes. With in pesticides, quote unquote, and they look the same, but they don't have any of the phytonutrients because the the tomatoes sailed through life like the, the prince with the golden spoon, and they never had to have a struggle against any pest in their life. So there's no nutrients right.
1: for us. Right. Same with with mushrooms. Same with vegetables. Any vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. So what What was your next step when you lost all this money, real estate, and everything else? What do you do next?
0: Yeah, what comes next? I open photography studio. What
1: else? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everything was closed. The whole city was closed. Everything were like signed for rent for sale. And I'm opening my photography studio.
0: Excellent. And, 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 and how and did you start? Because me- now you have this amazing boudoir... Um, you know, um, really helping people bring out their, their sexiness, right? And now you're doing men and women. How did it start?
1: So while we're doing real estate in 2000s, I, w- I graduated from college with three degrees. No wonder why you and Tina are friends. You're like lifelong students. Mm, yes. Yes. Love it. So, um, I graduated uh, bachelor's and master's, and then I decided I'm probably going to go and get my PhD in neuroscience because I was teaching already in college neuroscience, so that was a logical step to do. So I was accepted in college, full scholarship and all of that. And then um, at the beginning, I wake up one morning and said, no, no, I don't <laughs> think I want to do research for, I don't know, seven years it's extremely boring. I'm not going to do this. So I dropped everything, the scholarship, everything. So everybody were angry at me, of course, (laughs) but that was my decision. So I dropped everything and uh, I have nothing else to do. And um, photography was always my passion because my father was a avid photographer as a hobby. Um, he did portraits, exhibitions. So photography was always kind of in our family. I never thought the photography is a business. So I'm sitting at home doing nothing, searching Google, and I see that three, uh, two most famous photographers in the world are coming to New York with workshops. I'm like, perfect timing. So, of course, I, I took this workshop, three-day workshop, and um, last day of workshop, my husband picking me up, and he's like... When I looked at you, I knew that's going to be your next step. So they inspire me so much. Just in two days, I'm like, this is it. This is my life purpose. Now I understand that photography can be a big profitable business. That's exactly what I needed. So that's, I'm gonna do, that's my next step. That's what I'm going to do. So then real estate crashes and then I'm opening my photography studio. I had no doubt.
0: What's your most fun in the photography studio? What's your favorite part of that?
1: Uh so when I opened photography, I became a wedding photographer. The high-end wedding photographer, I did that for two years. Um, I managed stressed a lot, as you can see from my story. So uh, my brides loved me because I can I can really manage the whole wedding.
0: It's your psychology uh, degree. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I was very productive and they love me. Uh, But it was when you do five, six weddings, it becomes a routine. Everything is kind of the same. So I'm like, okay, enough. I want to do something more enjoyable, more under my control and more creative. So I decided I'm going to do studio photography. So I switched to the studio photography. And then at the same time, um, I was married many years already and uh, we kind of lost spark in our relationship so i decided what can i do to not just bring spark in our relationship but bring spark in me Mm. and of course again doing research looking through internet and everything i see that oh there is a photographer beautiful photographs of naked bodies so older woman uh somewhere in manhattan doing nude photography in very artistic beautiful way i'm like oh my god this is so cool so cool so beautiful i want to experience that so i booked the session and it was completely nude and that was the first time i was in front of the camera i was so nervous so so nervous but again, it was only for the first maybe 15 minutes. She made me so comfortable. And by the end of the photo shoot, I was already, my self-esteem was like up to the roof. I feel amazing. I feel beautiful. I feel sexy. And I didn't even look at the photographs yet. I just did a photo shoot with her. And I was already like flying. So... I love that experience so much. I decided that's exactly what I want to do, and that's exactly what I want to offer my clients. So that's how I how I started Boudoir in nude photography, from my personal experience.
0: That's great. That's great, and you, and you do a great job of it.
1: <laughs> thank you,
0: thank you. And I, of
1: course, uh, all of my ninety nine percent of my clients are women, and this year I actually start. A man photography, specifically for men in a black and white artistic style uh, movement, like I create a video and a photograph. Again, it's not just portraits. It's more sensual. It's more, uh, my last client said, you found a wild thing in me. I didn't know that existed. I absolutely love it. You
0: got to get some good. All oh, my psychology and- degree is in use. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. So what would you say is like, what helps you maintain the energy that you have to bring to your clients on a regular basis and bring to your life? I mean, what we're feeling from you, Giuliani, right. And what you give to your clients is this magical, vibrant energy that life is magical life is sensation is sexy life is sensual life is life is to be lived fully right and i can feel that from you and your light shines and people feel it it's infectious right and that mm-hmm. you, it's contagious and people love it so their pe- portraits are great and then they go out and spread that energy to the next person and the next person and so you obviously had this one photo shoot which turned you on. You listened internally to your callings of what you know. So how do you listen to your callings to say it's time to move out of Russia? It's time to change business, it's time to do that. How do you listen within and may and fan the flames of your own fire within?
1: Well, self-development, of course. Um, self-love. Uh, and I have a lot to say about self-love. I actually created a self-love list. Oh, oh, wow. That was oh. more. <laughs> so um, I have this list. So let's, let's talk about self-love. So why self-love is important. Uh, all of us give to others, give to the family members, children, give at work, and that's given the energy. Mm. you're given the energy and if you're not recharging yourself there will be no energy left to give you will be empty yep you got
0: to recharge yourself you (laughs) You have
1: to recharge yourself that's self-love is it's a recharging it's finding tools to recharge yourself so i was thinking what and i've done this for many years already and recently i just kind of sit with a notebook and analyze everything and wrote everything so i was thinking what are the experiences things actions that recharge my energy and then i created a list oh wow (laughs) and i put myself in the middle of the list and i make it beautiful Uh, so it's kind of in front of me as a reminder that uh, to do these things often uh-huh. because it's a healthy thing to do for myself the more i do that the more energy i have and the more energy i can give to others so, so it's would a you say some people balance
0: right so some people call it self care like is is your self love list the things that are self care for like you love. <laughs> yeah, no it's great you yeah no 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 i love your And I love the way you have a picture. What a visual for people. And it's where we're coming, you know, it's, it's early in the year. It's a perfect time
1: prioritizing
0: Mm -hmm. your own love, right?
1: Yes. Yes. I highly suggest everybody to do that. Um, It's actually on my Instagram. So you can see it as a basis and then go and add yours. So one of the things, for example, I have many things there, but um, let me see. So meditation. Is my self-love. I have to do meditation and I do meditation 15 minutes, no more, uh, every morning. Mm -hmm. That kind of clears my head and put me in the balance, put me in a calm state. So once the head is clear, I can put any interesting ideas and work on that. And I am very calm and creative. So meditation is super, super useful. Then what else? Um, Sauna. Definitely twice a month. I go to Korean spa, they have a super hot sauna there. I love it. I love the, the whole sweating process. Uh, Russians also spas you go to the hot sauna and then you jump in an ice cold pool, super good for your immune system. Uh huh. So, love it, absolutely love it. Uh, what else? Um, Epsom salt uh huh. Uh, almost every night. It relaxes. It relieves the stress. I sleep like a baby after that. So super cool. Have you ever heard of a Cleopatra bath? Cleopatra bath? No. So when I met you, if you remember,
0: it was I was working with one of my mentors, Mama Gina. So she teaches us about the Cleopatra bath, which is a modified version of what Cleopatra used to take. And it's a quart of milk. Any kind of milk goes in the water. And I forget how much honey goes in the water mm-hmm. and then rose petals or you could do essential oils mm. and your epsom salts but your skin oh it's divine <laughs> mm.
1: yes yeah nobody yes.
0: thinks to put milk in a bath
1: well the milk is the acidity so that's yeah, why this becomes soft mm-hmm. yeah i don't drink milk so it's not gonna work for me
0: <laughs> i use nut milk i did it with
1: nut milk ah uh, okay okay anyway okay so what else else? Um, beautiful lingerie that's in my self-care my self-love list always wear beautiful lingerie it doesn't matter if you go out or you just go shopping or just a simple every day you have to wear beautiful lingerie because it just feels good you're not doing it for somebody you're doing it for yourself mm -hmm, it feels so good suggest everybody
0: and men, I want you to suggest sexy underwear. Yes, the so same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even cool socks, right? Like no. exactly. Commando all the way. Socks. <laughs> Let's go, commando. Okay.
1: I love it. Okay. Now, what else? Tea. I drink tea for hours. Okay green tea with herbs i like the the, the glass tea pots so you can see the the flavors and smell and all together so yeah that's a process for me uh what else dancing for sure mm. love 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 dancing yeah so I, let's
0: let's go from there you're also a dance instructor you teach argentine tango which yes. um, the recommendation i started to do in the last year
1: i so, so
0: amazing So tell us about how you put that in your life.
1: So I've been dancing 12 years already. I think so. Yes. Long time. Long time. Absolutely. Um, Trained a lot. Um, Travel all over the world for studying dance, for studying tango. So I have very different international teachers, different styles. Um, I train in traditional tango, but now I prefer alternative tango, Nueva tango, which incorporates different music, different movements into tango, make it more creative. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about creativity. And uh, I also dance, um, I dance bachata, I dance salsa, I dance Brazilian zook. I dance a lot of different dances, uh-huh. but I think Argentine tango has the most intense connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you dance Argentine tango, you are on a top level of connection. You understand life. <laughs> and that actually, that, um, that you learn to connect with the other person. And it's actually, it actually doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. Is just learning the connection it's the learning of exchange of energy and playing with each other's energy it's not sexual actually it looks sexual but it's not it should not be, it should be very sensual and playful then it's comfortable and it's deep. And once you understand and learn that then you implement it in your relationship in life and it becomes so much better. I love it
0: so. Some of the people on this call have heard about the erotic blueprints. I invite some people here. What blueprint do you think is, what do you think are her highest blueprints?
1: Essential.
0: She's totally essential and a little bit of kink. (laughs) I don't know. What are you talking about? Explain me that. (laughs) So the erotic blueprints are a, um, my mentor Jaya sort of designed them and, and it's, it's a way to describe, like love languages describe how people love, right. right? The erotic blueprints are a way to describe how your nervous system accesses pleasure. Your self-love visual, right, is all the things that feed you. They're all pleasure for you. They, they turn, they're literally how your body accesses energy, right? And mm-hmm. it's your pleasure switch in so many ways, right? Right. So I usually I say to folks that the erotic blueprint is like learning if you run on double AA, A, triple A, C or D batteries, or you need to be plugged in, right? It's it's how you energy connect energetically with the universe to pleasure to turn yourself on, right? And so you connect. So there are different. We each have four bodies. We have the mind body, the physical body, the energy body, and the and the heart or emotional body, the sensual. Is totally turned on by all their senses, so mm-hmm. you love the visual, the artistry, the creativity of using all your senses,
1: mm-hmm. and um, you've got. Touch. I love to touch. I yeah. love to
0: touch. Right, and all of it—sight, that, that, sound, taste, smell, touch—all of that is your turn on, and yeah, that absolutely. is very much the central. Um, I think you have a touch of the kink because you're very. I think you're you're cerebral, you're brilliant, and you're willing to break rules. Oh,
1: absolutely! That's the the kink
0: is all about the taboo and breaking, you know, pushing the edges and pushing your boundaries.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For Uh, sure. So. So I I I do I not just teach. Lessons I teach people to dance, but I also do these workshops, and I'm kind of famous for these workshops. <laughs> um, so I do blindfolded workshops, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I told you
0: she's got a little of the key, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's also actually it's a sensual experience because you close the eyesight and you, um, it. All the other senses get heightened. Exactly the point. Yeah. So sensuals yes. love to be blindfolded. There's actually a place I just saw in LA that's doing dinner blindfolded. Mm.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Very, very
0: cool. So tell me more about your workshops and tell our listeners all about your workshops.
1: So the last workshop was big, was I think hundred people. Um and um I have I blindfold. I have different games. Mm-hmm. Um, we play different games. Uh, we interact with each other. We're constantly changing, so you don't have to be with the partners. So you and I do specifically that you don't know who you're with. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the ladies are blindfolded, then the men are blindfolded, then they both blindfolded, and I'm constantly switching them. And we play with touch with the intensity of the touch. We play with breathing and finding that breathing together. And then we combine the little movement of the body with the intensity of the touch with the breathing. And we start moving and dancing. So first of all, it relaxes so much the body and the mind too. It teaches you to trust first to yourself because you cannot trust others before you learn to trust yourself. So that's the point of exercise as well, to learn how to trust yourself first, and then to trust to the partner, whoever you're with. And then part of tango. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So much to talk about tango. It's like the whole different topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, the beauty of this workshop that everybody is super happy at the end and we always have a milonga after that the dance party itself Mm -hmm. and I dance with different people and I feel that all of them, all of them are so relaxed and so pleasurable to dance with. Should be like a requirement before any dance party to do at least some kind of exercises like that.
0: Do you know, do you know about oxytocin and the release of oxytocin Mm -hmm. with touch, right? And -hmm. that how much humans require and all all primates, right? Like the monkeys will give up food for, for touch. It's Mm -hmm. more important for them to have touch than food.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Um, Yeah. A lot of people got really sick during COVID because of Mm -hmm. touch, right? Mm -hmm.
1: And especially, uh, maybe uh, it's gonna be controversial kind of topic here, but I still, since we're talking about this, <laughs> uh, the whole sexual harassment thing in this country, I think went too far already. And because I'm traveling, because I am like Russian ex, right? <laughs> and I travel and see a lot of cultures. I think here, um, it was needed at the point, yes. But I think now it went too much because I see the men are uh, completely terrified yeah. of expressing any emotion or desire. Even looking at you, they're terrified giving compliment, Nobody gives compliments. Mm-hmm. When I go to Italy, starting from the airport, I cannot stop smiling because every man plays with you, with his eyes, giving you compliments and not for the sexual person of sleeping with you, just because they recognize that you're a beautiful and desirable woman. That's all. Mm -hmm. And in Europe, men and women, flirting is a natural thing to do. You flirt with your grandmother uh you've learned with your neighbor and it's normal thing to do and it makes me if somebody doing that to me in that way makes me so happy and feel beautiful and feel desirable so here i think we killed everything here so that that tango connection and that workshop brings a little bit back that feeling that feeling the connection the feeling the energy and the feeling of trust yeah that it's okay to touch each other it's okay to play with each other it's okay to feel sensual with the stranger
0: yeah i think you're right it brings out a playfulness yes and and eroticism is play and it's not it doesn't have to lead to the bedroom exactly right it's flirting it's energy connection Mm -hmm. It's, it's seeing the other human life. eye to eye and touch to touch. And it yes. doesn't have to go anywhere. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. We need to learn this more. And it's the
0: pendulum has to swing, you know, pendulums swing from one side to the next. And we have to land in the middle and get rid of the pendulums.
1: Right. What a great perspective.
0: <laughs> Three tips do- that you want people to remember and to to make their lives that much more enjoyable and pleasurable. Got to use your quotes, you know?
1: (laughs) Yesterday, I got a new tool, a new tool to expand my life and to look at my life differently. Mm. So I found, of course, searching on Google or something, I found this poster. It's called Your Life in Weeks. So you decide when you ordered this poster, uh, what's your life expectancy going to be? 80 years old? 100 years old? Or 125? There are three choices. Of course, I chose 125.
0: Yeah, It's
1: my goal. (laughs) Because I know this is doable. Because I know that the research showing that doing such and such things, you can live a healthy and happy life till Mm -hmm. 125. So it's doable. So I got this poster. So There are little dots, and every dot represents one week of your life. Mm. And before I order, I give them my date of birth. So the dots that I already, the life that I already lived, they are already filled out. And now I have a visual on my wall, all the dots of I'm 50 now. So all the 50 dots are filled, and how many dots are left. I love it. It's kind of it's it's completely different perspective on life. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's it's kind of scary to look at this way because I I I only have this much to live. So that's part of kind of scary. The the second part is now I look at my life differently. I look at my life that hmm I can accomplish so much more because I have so much time. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have to hurry and do something and be productive because life flies and it, it's super fast. And uh, next week I'm going to color another dot and next week I'm going to color another dot. That, so that's gone. So no laziness, no procrastinations. No, I look at my life differently. I'm going to cherish each and every moment and be even more productive. I love it and I love the polarity of
0: how much is gone how much is still there you started with I was a somebody I went to a nobody I became a somebody again nobody somebody it's the yin and the yang of the highs and the lows of life and knowing that there's always another roller coaster to ride another hill to overcome a mountain to climb Mm -hmm. and another plane to
1: catch. Yes, looking back in your life is very useful just to analyze what happened and how you reacted. Also, learning and expanding your knowledge and learning from other people, from other cultures, from other experts are super cool because you never know what's out there and what you can learn from anybody. So I always do that. Um, Writing your goals, super important. Uh, first of all, dreaming, dreaming big. Yeah, That needs to happen first. Dreaming big, then create a vision of what happened if this happens, and then write your goals. What goals m- need to happen? What I need to accomplish to create this vision yep. of impossible dream, which will be possible because you will have tools to accomplish it. So decomposition, what I need to learn, who I need to meet with, super helpful.
0: I love all of those things. So if we could summarize, it's plan your life and have a vision for your life and look in terms of weeks and not years. And enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. You don't know what you don't know. Keep meeting new people. Keep expanding. And everybody should call in Julia Giuliet- Giuliati because she's got such wisdom. And if you want a photography session, a dance lesson, or you just want a coaching session, I think your brilliance exceeds you. So I don't know if that's the right saying, but I love it. But I think we have to finish for today, although I could talk with you for forever. So unfortunately we do have to end. So I'm just going to say it's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank you so much for your amazing insight. I want all of our listeners to support you. Check out her links, her web, her social media, her workshops. Check out the show notes and support Julia Giuliani. Remember that our podcast drops every Monday at 9 a.m. So subscribe, share with your friends. And until next time, remember... Time is your most valuable resource, so get proactive, be productive to ensure you produce your very best life. Thank you.